So I'm quite impressed with what Bloodworks is able to do today, and I have a lot of confidence that that's going to serve us well going forward. Hi, I'm Bill Harper, and this is Bloodworks 101, an Anthem Award-winning podcast brought to you by your friends at Bloodworks Northwest that's designed to inspire you to donate time, money, or blood. Every few months, we get together virtually with the entire Bloodworks staff to check in, regroup, and talk about our recent successes, future ambitions, and long-term goals. With so many of us working from home since March of 2020, these town halls, as we call them, have become even more important. During our most recent town hall on December 1st, 2021, Bloodworks 101's own John Yeager interviewed our president and CEO, Kurt Bailey, on why he's optimistic, what we've learned, and how together we've become not just a stronger community blood center, but a stronger community too. All right, um, how are you doing? Doing okay. It's been quite the 18 months we've had here at Bloodworks. So let's look at this as maybe a state of the union, you know, mm. a state of the blood supply, a state of uh, Bloodworks Northwest. Where is blood banking headed right now? Well, it seems clear that for the first time in a decade, blood utilization in the United States is on the upswing. So the National Blood Utilization Survey uh, runs every two years, and the most recent survey is the first time in which blood usage began to rise again after it started falling back in 2009. Now, how quickly it will rise, how long that rise will last, one can't know. Uh, but that, plus some other indicators, suggest to me at least that we should be planning for more blood usage in our community. Bloodworks is very well situated to do that, but what it does require is for us to expand our ability to excite donors and to catch them when they arrive and collect that donation. And so we have real work to do to expand, to grow, in order to meet what's likely to be an ever-rising demand for blood components in our community. And we've been speaking for the past few months about this perfect storm that's really impacting the blood supply. So many things working at the same time with this overlay of COVID-19. Looking at um, the future just a little bit near term, what will Bloodworks need to do to, to respond to, to that in the near term? Well, the pandemic has been one of uh, recurrent shocks. And sometimes I think of it like dropping a boulder in a swimming pool and it makes a big splash. And then the ripples go out and hit the side of the pool. And what do they do? They bounce right back to the center again, out again to the center again. From my vantage point, it seems like Bloodworks just keeps getting hit by a new set of waves. So for us, we've seen a dramatic increase in blood usage early in this year, and we were able to meet that demand, but it was hard. And then now, the latter half of the year, we see less blood usage, but we have fewer staff. And in fact, Bloodworks is at the lowest level of staffing we've been at in a decade. And that's not a good thing. We're not unusual in that fact. It's a nationwide phenomenon. There's shortages across all sectors of the economy and certainly in healthcare. But it does affect our ability to meet our mission. And what's likely to happen going into next year is as eventually the COVID cases in Washington state do drop down, and that may take some months, but eventually they should, well, then there'll be a lot of deferred care that needs to occur. And when that happens, we can expect 
transfusions to go up again, and so we'll be riding the roller coaster to another period of very un unusually high demand. So in the near term, I think we're going to continue to be buffeted by these forces that are outside of our control that relate to the pandemic, it relates to people's decisions on where and what they choose to do for a living, all sorts of factors, and we'll do our, the best we can to continue to deliver the mission despite that disruption and uncertainty. You look at it as a ship going through a storm and just when you feel like the winds have started to ebb, then another, mm -hmm. another factor in this perfect storm comes up and you're once again in it. Mm -hmm. Now, I am an optimist and so I do look for silver linings and things and um, I don't want that to sound artificial given the very real difficulties of the pandemic, but we have learned some things. And one thing that we have learned is that Bloodworks delivers a great experience for donors. We have been surveying donors now steadily for the last um, year and a half, and our donor satisfaction scores are excellent. We have implemented programs to ask donors to rebook their appointment, make their next appointment, while they're in the center donating. And that program has been extraordinarily successful. We are currently at the highest average number of donations per year mm -hmm. per active donor. We call that donor frequency. Mm -hmm. It's the highest number it's been since we've looked back as far as the data exists. So we're delivering something to our donors they want, and they want to come back, and they tell us they like it. Now, what we're also learning is that we have to meet donors where they are. And in the pandemic, we have um, continued to expand our digital marketing. And in fact, in the economy, in the first six months of the pandemic, the rate of digitization was equivalent to the previous 10 years. It accelerated 20-fold. Digitization? Meaning the way people interact in life, whether they're transacting uh, with a bank, whether they're transacting with their grocery store, whether they're transacting with their blood center, it's digitizing. And more digital activity is occurring than ever before, and by a lot. So we need to meet our donors where they're at. It's important for us to complement the outstanding in-person experience that our donors receive with also an outstanding digital experience. We have to meet them where they are digitally. And with that, we're gonna need some upgrades in our tools and our capabilities so that our digital experience is on par with the best in industry, because that's what people expect. You compare your digital experience with all the other digital experiences you have, not with another blood center. In addition, we will continue to have a much stronger connection between the recruitment efforts to bring donors in the door and our collection efforts to receive their gift. And that connection has to get ever tighter so that we're synced up and choreographed. And that's a really tough thing to do when there's always a little uncertainty on what donors are going to come in on a given day and there's always a little uncertainty on uh, where we're going to have staff and how many we'll have. But the tighter we can meld that, then the more efficient the system becomes. And we can't afford to lose any donors because we don't have a tightly integrated system. We're also going to have to grow. And we're going to have to grow not only in the areas where we have a strong presence, but we're going to need to grow into areas where we have a relatively less strong presence. And that does mean uh, parts of Oregon and potentially beyond because we have to move to bring a wider number of donors into the habit of regular donation. And that means we have to meet them where they are. We do have to make it more convenient and we have to be present in their community.
The final bit is that we'll just continue to use data. And so over the past several years, Bloodworks has reaped the benefits of um, a very strong data infrastructure. We have a data warehouse, we have strong metadata around the data we collect, and we've uh, made great strides in visualization. So with that, we use data to inform decisions. And when you're running a network of blood collection centers like we do, pop-ups or regular fixed sites, and you're running it from the Canadian border all the way down to South Central Oregon, that's a lot of activity. So we need to make sure that we measure what we're doing, we understand what works, and then we improve upon it again based on the data. What about paid donations? Hmm. So paid donations are likely to be around for a while. In the plasma uh, world, so to speak, paid donations are the norm. And it is true that there are some experiments underway with paid donations for platelet donors. It's not clear to me that this is a threatening model for the traditional blood center, and here's my logic. The plasma centers pay somewhere, I think, around $250 per donation, and they still don't have enough donors. So that paid model seems not to be working to the extent that the plasma centers would like it to work. Okay, therefore it doesn't work. In our case, you know, we pay donors $25 maybe with a gift card or something to come in. It's not a strong incentive. It tips the marginal donor over to scheduling, but we know from the survey data that 80% of donors don't care if they receive a center, an incentive or not. So that to me doesn't suggest we should be running toward a paid model. It suggests that the altruistic model still works and we have other things we need to solve for, like convenience and a great integrated digital in-person experience and being present in the communities. And that's actually where one gains new donors, not by paying them more. So you speak to a lot of uh, leaders in our industry. Uh, are there any common themes? Are there any uh, common challenges that, uh, that other centers have that, that we share? In the immediate sense, virtually every center is vastly understaffed. And like other parts of healthcare, for example, nursing, there's widespread shortages amongst phlebotomists and blood Every centers. industry. Every industry has yeah. been hit. We're gonna be in this for a while. Every blood center, to a greater or lesser degree, is concerned about their donor base. And the um, habituation of middle-aged donors lags that of older donors. So sometimes we generalize to say Generation X doesn't donate as often as the baby boomer generation. The millennials and Gen Z, that's a younger cohort, and they tend to donate less because they're younger. So we're not really sure where that's gonna play out, but they are our future. And so the challenge for us is, how do we continue to bring Generation X donors in? How do we sustain the boomers for as long as we can? And we actually see them donating longer and later in life, mm -hmm. which I think is really inspiring. And then for the younger donors, how do we get them uh, habituated early to make sure that we don't have a repeat of what I call the Generation X problem? And instead, as those donors mature into life and eventually into middle age, they are rock solid donor base for our nation. And that's a common problem across virtually all blood centers. So you're hearing it from your colleagues mm -hmm. across the country. Bloodworks supports a broad array of community needs. How has this changed over time and how do you see it evolving in the future? Well, if you look back to 2011, 90% of Bloodworks activity, say as measured in, in revenue, was really focused on transfusion. So it was blood collection for components for transfusion. It was transfusion medicine through transfusion service labs. 90% focused on transfusion. If you look at us today, 
it's only 75% focused on transfusion. And so over that decade, we shifted by about 15 percentage points from 10% diversified to 25% diversified. And that's a really good thing. And in fact, if we had not done that, the organization would have been probably in really deep trouble. Because during that period, transfusion medicine was declining in volume because fewer components were being transfused and prices were depressed. So it was a really difficult time if you were a solely a transfusion-focused blood center. But over that period, Bloodworks grew. And where did it grow? It grew in transplant, testing for HLA typing and matching of organ transplantation in the Seattle area, but also deceased donor testing uh, as well out of our donor testing lab. It grew in biological products and specialized cells. And those are the cells that are derived from the human blood and they're of great value in biopharma research. We grew also as an apheresis treatment center. And in that case, revenue more than doubled. In the case of our specialized cell business, it went from zero to over $10 million in revenue uh, the current year. Transplant grew from, if I recall, roughly $5 million to something greater than $11 million in the current year. And those revenue streams are all very strong and will continue to grow. And they're a powerful complement now to our traditional and still now very viable and healthy business serving transfusion needs of the community. Are you optimistic? And of course the correct answer is yes, <laughs> but why? Well, I'm inherently optimistic. So aside from that, when it comes to Bloodworks, we are on an upswing now. And the upswing comes from some of the trends I've mentioned, but bear repeating. So volume's going up, prices will become more fair and reasonable, so we get appropriately reimbursed for the products and services we provide. And those services like apheresis treatment and uh, transfusion service will also continue to grow in our community as our community grows. And we're in a very prosperous, prosperous burgeoning part of the nation, and we uh, benefit from that. So the fundamentals of our core, the 75% I've been talking about, rock solid. At the same time, transplants growing, apheresis treatments growing, specialized cells growing, and um, I see no reason why it will not continue to grow. The other thing that I think has happened, and I wouldn't necessarily wish this upon us, but necessity has caused us to become ever more efficient over the past two years. And Bloodworks now is probably a little leaner than it should be, but we are very efficient now, and we operate in a pretty tightly integrated, highly reliable way every day. And I would say that that's an important improvement over the last couple of years at the corporate level. And therefore, we have the muscle and the strength to continue to grow and take on new challenges. Well, that about does it for this episode of Bloodworks 101. I'm Bill Harper, and thank you as always for listening. Remember to subscribe, and hey, schedule an appointment to donate blood at bloodworksnw.org. We'll see you next time.